let's start with some very like calm ones which what what tv shows are you watching right now what movies have you seen recently that made you go like wow yeah this this is this is awesome um i think old guard was the one i saw that really piqued my interest i really love it um uh, a friend of mine made me watch um mad max uh, fury road um Mm -hmm. it was gory um yeah i that's another good one um but it's a very good one i like the way it ended um it's quite interesting where like you you have to go back to the place where you're running away from um Mm -hmm. so like that's that's actually very good Um, that's like all of us <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Anthony, what about you? Nice. So I have a quick question. Okay. This mm-hmm. is a bit more fantastical. But if you if you had a superpower and you had to choose between teleportation or flying, what would you choose? Teleportation for sure. Why is that? Um, it's quite interesting because I can imagine how like you have to disintegrate all of the atoms in, in one particular area and then after like you like, form them again in, in yeah. exactly from them uh, somewhere else so flying is yeah, uh, yeah it's mundane like we all fly i mean in our, in our dreams we, we, we all fly yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah teleportation for sure like i would i would i would choose that Today, our guest is Babatunde Fashola, who is a senior software engineer at Twitter. He works on the revenue science team, building the infrastructure which Twitter's ad-serving pipelines rely on. Previously, he was a member of the developer enterprise solutions team, where he worked on Twitter's public APIs. And before joining Twitter, he was at IBM and also led a team of engineers at Morgan State University where he backed his master's degree in bioinformatics. Babatunde, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And uh, just to kind of get started, I would love to hear about your background. You know, um, we'd love to hear your cradle to now. So just kind of tell us about, you know, your journey from when you were born, I guess, and how (laughs) you kind of made your way here and and are now a senior software engineer at Twitter. Oh, yeah. The floor is yours. It's it's a long journey for sure, but then um, I can tell you some stick peaks, things I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I was um, mm-hmm. when I was young, I was I was very I was very stubborn, and then at the same time also I was very um, I was carefree. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, so that led me to like play a lot. I, I did all of that. Um, I would start from when I was in junior secondary school. Uh, in junior secondary school, I definitely loved. Um, I loved my classes um, to some extent. Um, the favorite subjects I, I loved were biology, mathematics, agricultural science. I didn't like economics. I didn't like any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite memory of like my secondary school was when I got. Um, I was the best integrated science student in my junior secondary school. Oh um, wow! And this was amongst like maybe. I mean, in each arm of the class, we were like eighty, and so multiply that by like maybe eight or nine classes or nine arms. Wow! Um, so this was in like one eight, eight by, yeah, in one year. And so this is this is my wow. favorite memory of my secondary school, to be honest. Um, yeah, there were other yeah. people that were better Impressive, than me for sure. Yeah. For them. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was quite cool. Um, and yeah, so when I got into senior secondary school, I loved biology, I loved mathematics, and because of that, people thought that like. 
I mean, I was so good in, at science that I could name almost all the bones in the body by you just asking me. Um, I think I can still remember a couple of them though. Um, and so people <laughs> thought that I should be a medical doctor. So I wanted to be a mm -hmm. medical doctor for sure. Um, and then because of the fact that I was, um, like I said, I was carefree. I wasn't very serious. Um, my first year in school, I really failed. I, I failed woefully mm -hmm. um, because of so many distractions. I mean, by school, I mean the university in this case. Yeah. Um, like I failed woefully. And because of that, I, I needed to like, I think that was the failure that, you know, gave me some awakening to yeah, the know wake exactly up call. what I, yeah, the wake up call to, mm -hmm. to know exactly what I needed to do in my life and how I should proceed with, with what, with my life. Um, so, um, that's my life. So, um, up until now, I've been, what do I, what, what else do I remember? I remember, I remember interesting things. I remember picking up my first uh, programming language, which was Visual Basic. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember remembering to like, it was also, um, the database I actually was exposed to was DBase 3. I remember co co uh, copying my first co um, com computer to, um, that was mm -hmm. after I had graduated from secondary school. I remember feeling, feeling from uh, computer science when I was in school as well. Um, yeah, so my life has been like a mix of like so many ups and downs, like every other person's life. It's been, it's been quite interesting. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I want to go back to a particular period in your life. Okay. You, you spoke briefly about secondary school and about like how you really loved science. Like at that point in time, did you think it was going to have anything to do with like computer science, what you're doing now? Or did you just think... I'm I'm good at this and I'm just running with this. Like I have no premonitions of what this is going to become in the future. Um, so I didn't think com computer science. Um, like okay. like I said, I I feel CS. I feel I feel computer science. <laughs> the only thing I knew about computer science was the fact that like oh yeah, it's um, an electronic machine that does input and output and then does it. <laughs> um, I remember that definition. That, that was yeah. the same definition we see. Yeah, in Ghana, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and so yeah. that was the only thing I remember about computers. And then we'll be asked to like draw some logic. Now now that I remember. I think they were asking us to draw some flowcharts, which I wasn't good at. I just never really understood what mm -hmm. this teacher was saying. Um, so I knew I loved science. I still love science. Um, I love everything that has to do with, you know, science, basically. So, um, so I'm not surprised yeah. that I actually ended up being in, you know, a thing that, you know, required me to use um, some science to, to, um, okay. to make a living. Yeah, so. I guess, what, what was your progression like from high school to college? Like, how did you make it from, like, senior secondary school to college in the States? Um, how did I make it? So, by you asking me, how, how, how I made it, are you asking about, like, the exams I took or, like, how, how I actually progressed from there to, like... Everything, everything. Okay. And all-encompassing answers. <laughs> um, from secondary school to, to the university, I mm -hmm. definitely... Um, I got into that, uh, sorry, into the university. I was very happy. Um, and mm -hmm. um, I was very distracted in my first year in school. Um, after my first year in school, mm -hmm. the, I mean, I, of course, that was when I failed. And then I realized that like, I needed to like, I needed to sit up. And so my classes from then were like really awesome. Um, I had a friend who actually reached out to me. He saw my results after my second year and it was like, if I compare and contrast your under level, your first year, your second year, I mean, they look very different. Like it's not, it doesn't look like the result of the like Yeah, it's like the other. 
Um, and so that was it. I, I started doing that. And um, I mean, the university in Nigeria, we, um, we have a lot of strikes. And so one of the strikes mm -hmm. that, that happened um, led me to like, you know, take Java very seriously. So I bought a book on Java. I started reading Java on my own. Um, that was just about the same time that my mom actually just got me a computer as well. Um, it was mm -hmm. one Pentium 4, it's 156 um, megabytes of RAM, 80 gigs of hard wow. disk. I remember, <laughs> I remember all of that. Um, and it was running Windows XP. Um, and mm -hmm. um, at <laughs> NetBeans 6.0, um, it was quite interesting. Like I, I, I just, you know, enjoyed learning Java on my own yeah. and then doing all of that. And then I took some certification exams after I graduated from school. Um, and then um, mm -hmm. that was both in Java. Um, Java is actually divided into like three parts or so. There is this standard edition, enterprise edition, or mobile edition, or micro edition, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I took my certifications in all of them, and then I, I, I did so well in them. And then after I graduated from school, I got a job as a as a medical representative, actually. Um, so I, because of the fact that I studied medical physiology mm -hmm. in school, um, so that was the natural mm -hmm. progression. So I was going to like doctors to go tell them like, this is the active moiety that, you know, it's in this, in this medication or in this drug. Um, it's actually better than the other ones in the market. This is exactly what it does. I, I knew so much about like bacteria, then gram negative, gram positive, all of those very interesting things. So I needed to like talk to doctors and sell the product and all of that. I was very bad at it. Um, in three months, I, I left the job because I wasn't, <laughs> I was a bad salesman, uh, to be honest. And so because of that, I was, uh, before I was fired, I fired myself and I said, this is not the best thing for me. So I, I mm -hmm. focused squarely on like uh, programming. So I started teaching people how to like program um, like right. while, while, while I was in Nigeria. Um, and the only thing I knew there was Java, right? So I knew yeah. only Java. And then I was told to teach HTML. I was told to teach XML. I was told to teach C. I was told to mm. teach like several different things. And every single morning, I would actually be going to work. And while I'm going to work, I'm reading what I needed to teach that morning. Or every single wow. night, I would actually mm. have to like read those things I needed to teach the next day. So that really expanded me and made me know more that like there is more to programming than just Java that I knew. Yeah. And uh, it made me like become a better person. So afterwards, I, I got a job as a junior software developer at a particular company. So the startup, I started, uh, I think I, I was there for like three months before I eventually came down to, to the US to come study bioinformatics. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a bit more about bioinformatics? Like... For for a lot of listeners, I'm guessing they may not know what bioinformatics is. I know I don't know what bioinformatics is. So can you okay. give us a bit of a high level view of what that is? Um, think of it as like you're having to solve um, biological problems with computer science, basically. Um, um, there are very interesting problems in in that space. Uh, for example, you're trying to do some gene editing or some sequencing of genes. And what you need to do is to like figure out exactly how they all map and interlock in, in a way that helps you know, like, oh, sorry, this gene, where does it come from? Which family do, does it come from? Like, um, if, you, if, if you think about like the normal way of like, um, in biology where you get to know like, um, now all of these things are actually escaping because I can't remember so well. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you if you remember those days where like you had to talk about like oh yeah this is a family of a particular animal this is exactly where they all come from this is the origin and all of that mm -hmm. um, so you could yeah. use that I mean with the DNA that, that, um, that has a sequence or RNA or, or whichever one 
you could actually use um, some scripting language. Uh, what I used then was Perl mm -hmm. to figure out exactly how they all map out to, to I mean, how they all look alike and um, try to use that for like a lot of very interesting things that you possibly might use in the lab. So that was basically what, what bioinformatics was for. Um, what I did um, in my thesis actually was trying to use Hadoop, um, big data, because like we had a lot of, yeah. data, I mean, a lot of data. And so try to do mm -hmm. all of this sequencing using Hadoop to like come up with like a better way to like um, better understand this, this genes and the things that we have in, in a very big, um, big data storage. Um, so yeah. that was my, uh, so in, in essence, it is you using like very simple computing techniques to like understand um, biological problems and solve them. That's very cool. It sounds like the sort of the the union between sort of the computer science aspect and the biological, you know, aspect. That was why. That, that was why I actually chose it. I chose it because I wanted a segue, like a perfect segue between um, from my um, physiology degree into into a CS, and and that was it. Like I, I enjoyed writing Perl. It was quite interesting. I've forgotten mm -hmm. most of those things, but then if I go back to it, I possibly might remember with some of this. Yeah. Yeah. So since we're at the cusp of like, you know, kind of the end of your educational career, I wouldn't say the end, but like the end of your formal educational career towards mm -hmm. um, the beginning of your professional career. Yeah. Let's kind of switch switch gears a little bit and talk more about your professional journey. You've talked a bit about the first company you worked with, um, but how did that kind of lead you all the way to Twitter and to become a, a senior software engineer now? Uh -oh. Yeah, sure. Um, so, like I said, um, I mean, like you said in my introduction, I was leading, while I was in school, um, I was leading a bunch of engineers. Well, they were students, um, well, they, mm -hmm. they're also engineering students, um, where we were building um, solutions for the school. So we built solutions for both the admissions department of the school to like the bursary department of the school. Um, and so I was the tech lead of that unit in school. So. I wasn't, I think at that point in time, I fully realized that this might be my life, basically. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I would have to like, I would have to like, um, not just only write codes, but also document things, but then not only do that, also mm -hmm. I have to like train the people that were going to be using the software that we had built, just so mm -hmm. like they can understand exactly how to use it. Um, and then it made me understand, I think at that point in time, I, I got to realize a, a lot of things that like the software you're building, because I've always built software and I, it's, it's been something that I use primarily for myself. And then I think um, at that point in time, I realized that like it was very important to have empathy for the people who were going to be using your software, because yeah. it's not successful until they are able to, you know, use it, you know, to their own satisfaction. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, we didn't have a PM at that point in time. All I just needed was like, what was it that we're going to build? I'll just build it and then we just, we just deployed. Um, so after then, um, I was looking for, I mean, I tried getting internships because that was very important to me. Um, and I looked for internships. I got rejected by several different people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I got rejected like from many different companies. And I realized that like what I was lacking was that I, even though I could write code, I didn't understand data structures and algorithms as well as, 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 as I should. Um, so I bought very interesting mm, books okay. um, or like how to, you know, I, I learned those, those data structures and algorithms on my own. I bought that book because like I, I know how to self-learn on my own. So, um, so that was the gap I needed to close for me to be able to get the internships that, mm -hmm. that I needed. Um, in that, I mean, after those series of rejections, I got like three different offers from several different people. I got from like 
AMC, which is now Dell or yeah. so. I got from like, yeah, um, I got from like IBM. I got from like Twitter and all of that. Um, and then I chose Twitter. I was like, this is the wow. place I want to be. Not just because of the fact that it's like a very good place, but then apart from that, I chose it because of the fact that um, um, I mean, we paid good money, <laughs> we're better than every other person. Um, but then that, that wasn't the reason. Mm-hmm. The reason was because of the fact that like, it actually was well aligned. Like the team I was going to be working on was well aligned with what I was learning in school. And I felt like this is a, an, an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to like, learn more about big data and um, use that in some of the things I wanted to do in the future. So one thing I've kind of noticed across your journey is this idea of self-learning, right? Yeah. You, when you were younger, you said you would, you would basically learn the stuff you had to teach the night before. Yeah, And even now you said you bought the books for the data structures and you learned to yourself. So it seems to be very prominent in sort of your life and your journey. Yeah. Do you think, like, where do you think that comes from? Do you think it's just always been the case or was there something that kind of drove you to start to do that? Um, I think it, it's from my mom, basically. Um, my mom made me very studious. Um, that's number one. But then mm. it's not just my mom. I think the university I also went to, we had... Um, I'm sorry, I love my professors <laughs> wherever you are, but then some of them never came to class. <laughs> and they, <laughs> or they seldom come to class. And so what I needed to do was to like learn what I needed to learn because the exams will still come anyways. And so I think my training mm-hmm. in physiology taught me how to like go into my books, learn all by myself, and then um, be able to pass my exams, which were very important. So I think those are the two places I can link them to, like my old drive to like self-learning and knowing things all by myself okay and right. and now as you know now that you're full-time do you still feel do you still see that playing out in different ways yeah so i mean some of the things i read very early in the morning are things i'm trying to like learn on my own mm-hmm. um like a, a, a topic i really need to learn um uh, right now i'm reading a lot about business because i think it's quite interesting to just you know learn more about business so like in the morning i get to read books on business or i mean I'm reading a book on, on, you know, artificial intelligence because you can take the classes, but it's also very good for you to like learn on your own. So my, my way of like learning anything is by having to like learn by myself and then maybe watch some videos, but then I learn through books. Amazing. 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 Um, yeah. Let's, let's, let's head on back to like your career through Twitter. What, what, yeah. what do you think, like you standing back looking now retrospectively as like your progression when you first came into the company and all the roles you had occupied like what what has been like the most fulfilling job that you've had to do or what 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 if you could do for the rest of your life i want to do that when i like in what i was doing in 2010 or like well maybe you're not working at twitter in 2010 but you, you understand the, the question <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i do um yeah so there is this particular API that was built. It's called the mm-hmm. Account Activity API. I think that's the most the most um, the the project I've I've enjoyed the most working. Right. I mean that I enjoyed the most working on at Twitter um, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason is because of the fact that it was built from scratch. So Twitter is a very big company. Okay. So when you're touching code, you're touching code that has been built by other people and all of that. So you basically yeah. are maintaining yeah. things, and you need to build on top of that. But this application was built from scratch uh, because of the fact that it was built from mm-hmm. scratch and I was a part of the whole process from the very beginning, maybe not to the end because it's still being maintained by people. Um, it's definitely give me, I have this strong affinity to that project and I feel like I learned mm-hmm. a lot I needed to learn on that project. I, I take 
I mean, I was a tech lead on the project I, on, for several different initiatives. Um, and then apart from that, also, I, I, I learned a lot. Like, it was from that project that I would possibly go very early in the morning to like Twitter around like maybe 7 a.m. in the morning to go read some things I needed to let my team know mm -hmm. by like 9 a.m. Um, and so it's, it's, it's wow. the project actually stretched me. Um, and so I would definitely yeah. love to mm -hmm. do that again. I, I relished um, th those moments for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. And well, I guess speaking of the, the fact that the project stretched you, you know, working, there's no such thing as having a sweet, smooth ride throughout the entire yeah. thing. Like there's definitely yeah. ups and downs. Like, and I feel like sometimes yeah. a lot of, because of how social media is and like the world in general right now people tend to like hide when they make mistakes or like make do stuff wrong. Yeah. i mean i have like a tiny story to slip in there so um we spoke to one of the svvps at our company today and he also went out as like a consultant mm -hmm. for a company that was in charge of like running storm systems. so basically when there's a storm they get alerts yeah. and then they send trucks out to like go help people and stuff like that and he was load testing yeah. one of their yeah. service and he accidentally low tested the production server. So it, it, everyone in the building believed like <laughs> there were storms happening at that point in time. And they sent out like <laughs> thousands of people just in trucks going to, and there was no storm. So long story short, he was fired, <laughs> but <laughs> he, he went back and they hired him again because he, he came up with like a script to make sure no one ever does something like that again. So, um, Bringing this back oh, wow, to you, nice. I, I just wanted to ask, like, what has been like one of those low points at work where you've made a mistake and it's like, okay, now I have to fix this. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't fired because we were fireable. <laughs> 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 I'm glad I wasn't fired. Um, so what did I do? That was I, I've done many things that were wrong. Um, not many mm -hmm. actually, but I remember <laughs> I remember three very vividly. Um, there was a time like that I was running a particular project and that project was worth some, some very fair amount of money, like in millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember my director telling me and saying that, hey, Tunde, make sure you don't mess up this project. And it was at the time where like, we had already built the project, things were fine. And I needed to like, yeah. make sure that you know, we were you know, doing Kiwi in a way that was good. Um, for one reason or another, anyways, um, so it's a pipeline of data, and then data was dropping severely mm -hmm. um, in, in that pipeline. And of course, the more you drop data, the more you, the more you lose the money. Um, and so that's, that lasted for like 45 <laughs> minutes or so. And I mean, the data was just consistently dropping that way. Um, and I was scared on that day. Like my, my manager came to me where I was seated, and she was like, um, are you fine? I, do, you, do you know you, if you can do this well? And I was like, I think I can. I can fix this. And I consistently was just, you know, working on it until it was fixed. And it lasted for, like, like I said, uh, for, uh, 45 minutes. I'm glad it wasn't really big. And I'm glad it wasn't something that was noticeable. If it had lasted for much more than that, I possibly may have been, may have been let go. Uh, but I'm glad that, you know, things like that didn't happen. Been, been, been there was another one. I was doing some deploys. And then um, it was a deployed of one particular stuff and it was from one of the data centers that we had and in that data center uh, one was working fine so we could not you know put things in all of the data centers that uh, that we had and it was my mistake while i was deploying um it, that issue actually lasted for like three days 
until one of the engineers who was who had been on the I mean on the project longer than I was actually said like did you do mm -hmm. this no like what exactly are you referring to and then he did it and then things and it came back to normal so oh. that was another very I mean it wasn't that bad but it was definitely something that made me feel like do I really know what I'm doing um and then <laughs> uh which other one was it that actually happened oh no this was very terrible I really shouldn't even do it. <laughs> this was this was terrible I can't I can't talk about it but it was just know that no matter how bad it is you can always recover yeah it's it's yeah you can always recover just yeah. um I think as long as you know exactly what what happened mm -hmm. and you feel like um and you and you've learned from it I think the one yeah. I talked yeah. about that I can't I can't talk about is about caches like the day you wake me up and then you say we are going to use a cache or a particular stuff, I will tell you and say, um, have you thought about it well? Um, because caches actually get me scared these days. Like, not scared, mm -hmm. but like, I need to know <laughs> why we're using a cache in this particular place and what yeah. exactly, what kind of objects do we have in there? Um, because when you, when you make a mistake like that, you definitely learn from it and then you have to recover well um, so that you can, you don't repeat them again. Um, so the next time you see a cash, just um, don't don't miss it. Here. I mean, I don't want to be around because I possibly like, I may discourage you. Uh, but um, yeah, cash is a great. <laughs> right, right. right. So so let me ask this. Um, you know the saying. You know, it takes a village to you know raise a person. I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm butchering the the saying, but please bear with me. No so worries. I mean, I'm sure along your journey, there've been instrumental people who've kind of helped you to level up from one point to another, right? Maybe mm -hmm. mentors, maybe your managers, mm -hmm. you know, what has that experience been like in terms of having that mentorship, having that sort of mentorship or sponsorship or just like guidance mm -hmm. um, up to now? And, and yeah, what does that look like for you basically? Um, so there are very interesting people in my life. Um, there is a particular, um, when I was learning Java, the very first time I ever learned Java, um, or while I was learning Java, actually. Um, it was this, um, it's more like an uncle. I will call him an uncle for lack of a better description. Um, who actually, you know, came home and then, I think he, he was studying botany in, at OAU, um, one of the investors in the school, oh, sorry, in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And um, at, at that point in time, also he was learning Java. So that was where I picked up Java from. Um, so that was, I would say my very first mentor-ish. I mean, he reads a lot. He reads, he reads like, Goodness. I mean, I, I, I admire it. Um, but that's not just it. Um, remember, I, mean, I think the other one also was like um, the CIO of Morgan State University at the time. I mean, he was an interim CIO. Um, he actually took interest in me. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I don't know where. It was like <laughs> this guy really loved me to the extent that he bought me books on, on, on big data because that was my interest then. And then he said, like, you know, pay attention to this. Um, at the time, I was very up all over the place. Like I wanted to do cybersecurity, I wanted to do software engineering, I wanted to do all of those things. And then it was the one that told me, I said, be good at one thing. You don't necessarily have to do everything. Like, yeah. I'm very sure that the right. reason why you want to do cybersecurity is because there is money there, right? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, don't lie to me. <laughs> they told me that there is money there. <laughs> um, so what you need to do is to pay attention to just one thing. Mean, he told me, he said, just pay attention to one thing. And once you're good at it, you can attract other people who are good at other things. And that mm -hmm. would help you to be able to like mm -hmm. build, build, build something. So that was a very, you know, a, a very good, I mean, some good advice that I got from it. Um, the other person that actually um, has been a mentor to me, even up until now, is um, 
he works at Twitter. He's a staff, you know, senior staff um, software engineer, possibly my name, Tony. Um, he's, he's been very tremendous in like helping me navigate the space, you know, and understanding exactly how to, how to move around. So I think um, not just that also, I mean, there are two senior staff uh, software engineers at Twitter that are actually helping me navigate that space as well. Um, I mean, learning from learning exactly how to like, you know, be black in, in the industry um, to mm-hmm. understanding exactly yeah. how to be, um, how to even like, you know, improve yourself in so, in, in so many things. Like when I came to Twitter, I could design an architecture that would possibly work for like something that was, you know, that would maybe undo the request of like five to 10 requests per second. Um, at most, maybe 20, mm-hmm. maybe 100, I don't know. But then in this case, you need to like design something <laughs> that would possibly like that, that has to like undo thousands and millions of requests per second. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. people like that definitely needed to like teach you how to think about systems, think about design and know the kind of books to read so that you could improve yourself. So yeah, I, I, I've learned a lot from mentorship for sure. 100%. And, and you mentioned, and I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this a bit, but, but on being black in the industry, what has that experience been like for you? Oh my God. Um, it's, it's awkward. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, that's, that's the longest shot of it. Like being mm-hmm. black in the industry is very different. Um, it's, um, I think at, at first, when I first, uh, when I came into Twitter or came into the industry, even though mm-hmm. the pressure wasn't there, um, the pressure was there. Um, but I would say you feel like, you feel it, right? you yeah. feel like, yeah. you feel like I'm the only black person around here. If I mess up, people would know. Um, and truly people would know, like, um, I'm going through the exact same thing with my team right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like people would know that you're, you're, you're black and you're the guy. Um, and then, um, it's also very hard to be in a place where like, when people give you advice and say, don't, don't mess us up, like, don't like make us proud or something close to that you feel that same pressure on you and you feel like oh yeah i really need to like carry the weight of every black person around just to make sure that like i don't look bad in front of them and then don't fall into that same narrative of being the you know the the diversity hire that 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 people call people um um, (laughs) and so it's been it's it's definitely i mean i i i definitely let that go i mean it got to me at the very beginning because I felt like I needed mm-hmm. to be perfect every single, I mean, at every single point in time. But then now I think I've realized that like um, I'm good at what I do, regardless of what people think or what they may say. Um, and um, understanding that is very important. And also understanding the fact that like it's a journey. Um, right. Yeah, it's a journey. Like you don't necessarily have to know everything now. You will definitely consistently learn as you move forward. Yeah, yeah, and so even the people that are good now, they are they were they were tyros. They were people who were learning at some point in time. They were mm-hmm. like I would for for lack of a better word, an apprentice at some point. Yeah. And so we we definitely yeah. would grow as we as as we continue. So I don't let that get to me anymore. I feel mm-hmm. like I have I've I've grown past that. Um, there are still some times about you get to a place and you're like, oh wow, I really must you know shine here just to be fine and all of that. But then. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't let that get to me anymore. I just, I just, I'm just who I am right now. I am, and I'm not shy of like asking questions when I don't mm-hmm. know, because I, I just don't know. I don't know. Um, and if you think that, and people are very kind to, to answer your question when you don't know, especially, um, especially when you identify people who are actually your allies on that, on that team. For, oh, um, for example, right. like you must identify people who are allies, people who would help you if you don't know and then help yeah. you to grow as you move forward mm-hmm. yeah definitely 
Another one I have, this is sort of a quick one, but if if you were sitting across the table with your younger self who was starting a career now, what would you tell him? Um, what would I tell him? I'll say do all of what you did, but with less anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still read the way I read. I would still be forced to do to learn all the things I needed to learn. But don't just be anxious. Like I was extremely full of this anxiety. Um, I was anxious. I was I wanted to get everything right. I wanted to be perfect. Um, and yeah. um, the more you try to be perfect, the more you really <laughs> don't look perfect. So, um, <laughs> so it's best for you to just allow it. Like do all of what you did, but with with, with less anxiety. Fantastic advice. Very yeah. solid advice. Just, just yeah. let it happen. Let it happen. Yeah. Let's step away from work a little bit so what would your recommendations like if one book everyone should read because i think you've you you probably have a nice repertoire of books what um, what what book should would that be and why it depends actually on i think on in different stages of my life i've found mm-hmm. different books very interesting so okay. it depends on the topic and what people want to learn so i can't say that this is one book that you must read um it depends all right really. Let's just let's break it down. Okay, so a book on big data. What what book would that be? Um, a book on big data would be. It depends on also what you want to learn. But I would, I would, if you're interested <laughs> in like, <laughs> if you're interested in like, I think the book on big data that I found very interesting was Hadoop. Um, it's just the name of the book is Hadoop. Okay. Um, okay. And um, yeah, and I don't think that the book. I mean, the book teaches you about. You know how to like set up a cluster, um, how Hadoop actually runs internally, and, and all of that. But then that book doesn't just teach you that; it teaches you many concepts that you'll find very interesting on how mm-hmm. you know distributed systems are actually created mm-hmm. um, or put together. Okay. So, like that is definitely a good book if you really want to learn, you know, Hadoop and all of that. Uh, when it comes to having to like, you know, design architectures and all of that, um, there's this book that is. Um, designing data intensive applications um that is a book i would recommend for anybody to okay. it's like yeah this best book ever um or like architecturing and putting things together you will i mean the day i read it and i knew exactly how a database works i, I mean it was quite mind-opening like i really understood yeah. like oh yeah this is exactly how things are actually put together um so that's i mean and understanding those those fundamentals will help you know exactly why you should pick this technology over the other uh-huh. Uh, which I think that's very important when it comes to like architecting things. Um, I mean, the other book I feel like in life generally that you should read is going to be um, um, this book by called Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, I think that's the name. Um, uh-huh. Mindset is a good book. Um, I think it's very fundamental to almost everything you need in life. Like just have this very growth mindset of like yeah. knowing exactly how to like you know, navigate every space that you are. So that's it. Mm-hmm. But then there are so many other books I'm reading that I could recommend depending on exactly what, 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 right, what. Right. We'll, we'll have people reach out to you for specific recommendations. <laughs> Maybe somebody wants Absolutely. to learn something in enter- Java Enterprise and then they'll reach out to you. Uh, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm that not, very I'm first not... book that you read. You oh, know. yeah, that, that one, that one. Um, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Speaking, speaking of like growth and like a growth mindset, what, what aspects of, it could be like your professional life or like your personal life, your life in general, have you like identified for growth and like you're focusing on for like, let's say the next two, three, four, five years that I want to get better at this. 
Um, there are two things that um, I'm trying to get better at. Mm-hmm. Number one is business. Um, I'm trying to get better at like understanding business. Yeah. Um, the reason why is because mm-hmm. you could be a software engineer and um, not just business, but business as it relates to leadership. Um, okay. Um, you could be a software engineer and then you're very good at what you write and you know, but then understanding the reason why you're even writing code in the first place, the business I mean mm-hmm. that surrounds that why people actually do what they are doing, why you should, you know, why you should even build this over the other, I mean, build this feature over that other feature. Um, why? Like, the, yeah. the reasoning behind everything is very important. And I think that goes back to, like, understanding why, um, understanding the business behind, behind, the, um, behind what you're doing. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that's definitely something I'm, I'm trying to improve on. The other thing I'm trying to improve mm-hmm. on is relationships. Um, Mm. Um, I'm trying to learn exactly how to build relationships with people, like learn how mm-hmm. to like cultivate it in a way that is good. Um, I've been very bad in the past, like I, <laughs> and I need to get better at, at all of this. Yeah. yeah. I think for relationships, I don't know if you've heard of this book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, that is a good book for sure. Uh, another good book yeah. that I just finished reading is called um, Connect. It's actually this book that was taken. It's based off of like um, Touchy Feely, um, the class, the Stanford University class called Touchy Feely that um, the oh, School okay. of Graduate um, Business actually does. Um, it's a great book. I'll recommend that mm-hmm. too. It just it just was um, released this year. Um, it's a great book that I think that anybody should read. It doesn't just help you in your own personal life, but it also helps you in business in cultivating relationships with people yeah um and why you should i mean everybody needs feedback how do you deliver that feedback how do you how do you all of those are interesting things it's a good book i just finished it and i recommend it to anybody i mean if you if you're standing even my enemy um you should read it (laughs) (laughs) at least then you and the enemy can build that relationship you know you can communicate you know yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly nice uh, another good one is like radical candor. That's just more on feedback and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Look into that as well. That would have Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then, well, you mentioned this briefly. So are you, are you interested in like the business side of things because you are looking at coming up with some sort of enterprise very soon in the next few years? We'll be seeing Obasunde. And I don't know why people make... always ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people always ask me this question. I still work at Twitter and, and I'm still a senior software engineer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, it could be that. It that's, could that's, be something that's fair, I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But hopefully, but it's good to cover your bases, you know. I mean, cover your bases and know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. All right. Awesome. 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 Babatune, do you have any questions for us? Um, yeah, so what books are you guys reading? I would love to know. Ah. I I just finished a book two days ago, which is, it's called No Rules, Rules, Netflix and the Culture of Reinvention. And it basically talks about um, so just Netflix and things that makes them different in the sense that, um, you know, even even when you look at tech company culture, it's very sought after right Mm -hmm. there's all these great things there's all these perks but netflix is even they're on the extreme in the sense that they don't even have for example um 
like vacation policies they don't have expense policies you basically mm-hmm. just like if you need to take the time just take yeah, it yeah um yeah. a lot of companies you know if you are signing off on something you know like a multi-million million dollar deal or whatever mm-hmm. you would have to go up the chain and get like maybe manager or director level approval yeah but with netflix they have like informed um i forget what the term is informed sort of parties and those people like even if you are just a regular engineer a regular you know manager a product manager or whatever if you are in charge of that decision you sign off on it even if yeah. it's like worth millions of dollars or whatever so mm-hmm. they really try to promote this idea of context so leadership through context versus like top-down leadership in a sense that's it, that's um, it. which is very different from yeah yeah, yeah. other companies mm-hmm. yeah I, I think i think the netflix culture is quite interesting i mean mm-hmm. i find it very interesting um i'll do i'll do one thing um yeah it's good to know <laughs> Definitely. How about you, uh, my winner? Uh, sorry, yes. I'm pronouncing your name um, very. Oh no, no, no worries, no worries. You've, you've, you've yeah. actually that's a an extremely valiant effort, to be honest. Um, <laughs> let's see. Thank you. The books I'm reading. One of them is the Great Demo. So that's that's basically a book about giving like um live demo presentations, software, technical demonstrations. Um, because okay. that's nice. that's that's a big part of my job now. And then another one is love in every season so like understanding the parts of a healthy relationship yeah nice yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. So. i think everybody's just building relationship That's yeah good. yeah i think covid covid has really hit us yeah. hard it, it, it made us realize that what, what, <laughs> what we thought were relationships were actually not relationships yeah so <laughs> now you have to put in yeah. extra effort yeah. 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 yeah yeah for real yeah, yeah. To make sure that things are fine. Yeah. There's another book I'm reading. It's called The Innovator's um, Solution. I think mm-hmm. that everybody dilemma? should. Oh. No, not Dilemma. Uh, the, the Dilemma is the, is the first one. This one is a sequel. Um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, um, it's actually a very good book also. But I think if anyone who wants to start up a business should possibly think about reading mm. um, and think about how you want to strategize, you know, your idea and bring it, I mean, execute on it um yeah. and know exactly why you're doing that mm-hmm. um i mean there, there are times about like we categorize our, our customers as though like they are i mean based on the demographics their age and all of that and then you know clinton christensen uh, mm-hmm. actually said you if you want to make sure you understand your market well try to understand the reason why this the, the circumstance with which people actually are using your product not necessarily mm-hmm um you know their age and all of that because when you understand the circumstance or the circumstance with which they actually use your product you can better design the products in a way that can meet what's what they want um and improve on that yeah so that's i mean those very interesting nuggets are very good for people who actually want to like you know get into that stuff of life and, and do something about it. So what programming language do you guys use uh currently a lot of c plus plus a little bit of python and some angular okay yeah yeah okay I currently haven't like settled on one as yet. It, that will depend mainly on what like the client I go to will be using. So we're just learning oh, across the board. Yeah, um, it's more like technology, so like Docker, Kubernetes, like all of those very fun, fun stuff. And then yeah, yeah, when yeah. we get there, we'll oh. you cross it, you cross the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice, definitely. Any more questions for us? Um, I don't know if there's any other question I have for you guys. Yeah, you guys seem like cool people. I'd love to be your friends. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'd thank love you. to be friends with you. Yeah, <laughs> we can, we can, we can start building this relationship from now. 
nice. Very That's much cool. appreciated. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much. And thanks a lot for setting me up. Really, really, it's, it's so, it's so kind of you. there you have it folks thank you for tuning into the unscripted podcast our guest today has been babatunde fashola a senior software engineer at twitter be sure to subscribe to our page wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on twitter and instagram at unscripted pod that's pod spelled p zero d once again follow us on twitter and instagram at unscripted pod that's pod spelled p zero d until next time Stay cool and stay unscripted.